Welcome to The Rock Play, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and a couple of weeks ago, I fell off of my bike on a gravel bike path, and it made me think of all the different ways we fall when outside doing the outside stuff that we love. What are all the ways we fall? Well, stick around and find out. But first, if you subscribe to this podcast, The Rock Fight, well, you can do just that by pulling out your phone right now and clicking the follow button on whatever app you're listening to us on. If you have subscribed, how's about you pull your phone out, leave us a five-star rating? If you've done both of those things, how's about you pull your phone out and write a review? And if you've done all three, well, congratulations, you are a rock fighting hero. All right, let's start the show. This episode begins with a young, curious boy who has fallen and injured his arm. Took quite a fall, didn't we, Master Bruce? And why do we fall, Bruce? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. Is there any better teacher than pop culture? I say no. And what percentage of the human experience can be gleaned from that one line in the second best Batman movie ever? 50%? 65%? Accepting that we're going to fall in life physically, emotionally, mentally, and that each time is a chance to learn and grow was completely summarized in the combination of Thomas Wayne and Alfred caring for a young, injured Bruce. And if you think I'm going to let this opportunity pass me by, you haven't been listening to this show for very long. So let me pump the brakes on falling down for a second and offer you my all-time top eight Batman cinematic appearances. Number eight, Batman Returns. Number seven, Batman 1989. Number six, Lego Batman. Number five, The Batman. Number four, The Mask of the Phantasm. Number three, The Dark Knight Rises. Number two, Batman Begins. And number one, of course, The Dark Knight. If you want to get my explanation for these rankings, head over to rockfight.co and subscribe to our newsletter. And next Sunday in my column, Drips and Drags, that comes out every week in our newsletter, you'll get all the details. All I'll tell you now is that there's only eight movies on this list because I would never watch the other movies that could be on this list. I will give an honorable mention to Ben Affleck's Batman because as Batman, he might be the best ever as Batman, but he was handed terrible material. So there, consider yourself teased. Go subscribe. Anyway, where was I? Oh, right. Falling down and learning and stuff. The key here is that everything is a learning opportunity. Sometimes you learn something profound and other times you learn to never again do that stupid thing that you just did. But you have to be open to the fall, right? If you think you'll never fall, then you'll likely never learn the lesson that can come with the fall because you're just pissed that you fell in the first place. And so enter outdoor adventure sports. Isn't an element of risk one reason why we do all of this shit? For example, the other day my daughter and I were mountain biking on a particularly chunky and steep section of single track, and when we caught up to each other, she said that that section was scary. And I asked if it was scary scary, or if it was good scary. And without hesitation, she replied, good scary. She knew that bruises and lost skin were in play should she choose the wrong line, but going for it and succeeding was worth that risk. Good scary. Now, at some point, good scary does become bad scary. Every winter, the stories of skiers lost in avalanches just makes me sick. I have toured and skied backcountry powder and understand the allure, but I don't know if there's anything scarier than that. Also, being pinned under a giant wave, bad scary. Trad climbing and having that last piece of gear pop out while taking a whipper, bad scary. Still, regardless, if you make it home safe and sound, in any of those circumstances, the lesson of why we fall will hopefully still be learned even under the bad, scary circumstances. And then there are the falls that just suck. 
the most common falls, actually, because they're the ones that come when we're doing the most common things that outdoorsy people do, like hiking, running, or biking under trails, or when you wipe out while you're skiing. And there are a surprisingly high number of ways we can fall out there. I conveniently count 10, in fact, and now I could only come up with six before I pulled in Rock Fight Hall of Famers Justin Hausman and Patty O'Connell to see which ones I missed. I also reached out to Shantae Salabert, but because she's such a badass who's unafraid to take a fall, she was too busy out backpacking to get back to me before this episode aired. Well done, Shantae. Ed Veasters would be proud. So let's run through the different classifications of the fall. And true to our Batman roots, see what we can learn from each one. Number one we're calling the catastrophe, and it's pretty basic. It's the worst possible outcome because, you know, you died. Involved in this fall is not a lot because you're now dead. And what did you learn? Well, nothing, because due to a lack of survival, you no longer have the capacity for learning anything. So let's just go to number two. And number two is the slow-mo. Now, I found this one to be the one that happens to me the most frequently. You're moving along, the inciting incident occurs, and as you're heading to the ground, which in reality happens less than a second, you still have complete thoughts. Like you're falling down and you're thinking, huh, I wonder why I'm falling now. Or, wow, at the angle and speed at which I am falling, I will certainly be tending to wounds on my knees, hips, and elbows for the next couple of weeks. And then you hit the ground and normal speed resumes. So what do you learn during the slow-mo? You learn to start harnessing this ability and alter your body position mid-fall and land in the least damaging way possible. Also that I may have some sort of mutant ability to slow down time that needs to be cultivated at a private school in upstate New York. So make a note of that. Number three, the what? Now, the what should be the what happened, but it's over so quickly that you're only able to get one syllable out before you hit the ground. One moment you're upright, and the next moment you're on the ground and don't know what happened. So what do you learn during this fall? This one happened to me mountain biking about a year ago. I was heading downhill over some rocky terrain, and then all of a sudden, I found myself on the ground. The main learning from this was to be a trail fall investigator to inform future falls, because I've ridden that trail at least a half a dozen times since that fall, and every time I'm looking for what caused my crash, I can't find it. Unfortunately, we may have to close this case without a concrete resolution, but I would still like to know what caused me from going upright on my bike to in a mess on the ground. Number four is the skid and almost save. This is when you hit something slippery and you start to fishtail and your inner monologue is saying, you got this, you got this, but actually no, you don't. And on the third swerve, you hit the deck. What do you learn with the skid and almost save? Well, this is the one that happened to me just two weeks ago when I hit a mud patch while riding the hoopty war wagon on a dirt bike path. And of course, a walker was coming the opposite way and saw the whole thing. After I hit the deck, I immediately popped up and tried to play it off like I was cool or something, looking right at the walker and saying, whew, man, almost had it. They, of course, didn't say a word and just kept walking. So I guess I learned to lean into the comedy of the situation, even if it results in a bloody gash on your knee, which it did. Number five is the toe clip. Now, the toe clip is when you're moving along, enjoying yourself, and then up pops that microscopic root or pebble that you clip your toe on, and it takes you down, always out of nowhere. So what do you learn with the toe clip? Well, you learn to pick your goddamn head up every once in a while. My experience with the toe clip is that it always comes when you're near the end of your hike or your run and your legs are dead tired and you stop paying a ton of attention to what you're doing because you're already dreaming of getting a Coke and a tube of Pringles on your way home. And then that little motherfucker that you never saw coming and probably can't even go back and find jumps out like a jump scare in a horror movie and you're either stumbling around like an idiot trying to regain your footing or you hit it a little too hard and now you find yourself in a slow-mo on your way to the ground. The combo toe clip slow-mo can be pretty demoralizing, but they do make the Pringles taste that much better. 
Number six, the, am I okay? I am okay. This falls when you hit hard, you're convinced that you sprained an ankle or popped an ACL, but then you realize, hey, I'm okay. So what do you learn with this one? To be optimistic. Sometimes the universe shines a light on you and the bad thing doesn't happen. Number seven, the giggle ouch. Now, the giggle ouch is the type of fall found typically on the ski hill or when out mountain biking. Beginner snowboarders know the giggle ouch the best. Because when you fall with those types of activities, you add inertia between your takeoff and landing, making for an extra hard impact, which either hurts like hell, knocks the breath out of you, or both, but definitely makes your brain short circuit because while you are definitely not okay, you also start laughing like a crazy person. So what do you learn in the giggle ouch? Well, mostly to be careful out there because these kind of suck. It's not embarrassing to say that the giggle ouch often morphs directly into the being sore and maybe crying a little bit. The giggle ouch is also the fall most likely to give you whiplash, taking you out of the game for a while. Number eight, the rollout. This is where you fall at just the right angle that you can roll and spring back onto your feet and walk it off sort of embarrassed. What do you learn during the rollout? Well, honestly, the rollout is the best case scenario because it's one of the few times that you can save yourself from the worst parts of a fall. It's the skid and almost save, only this time you actually saved it. The crux of this fall is to not show how embarrassed you are by taking a tumble because the possibility exists of taking something ugly and laughable and turning it into something badass. The difference between people pointing and laughing at you and instead saying, dang, did you see that? That was badass. So what you're actually learning here is the ability to handle the fall and make the best of it. Number nine, the ego. Now, the ego is the universe keeping you in check. You're out there skiing, running, biking, hiking, whatever, and you're thinking of how good you are at what you're doing and how badass you look doing it. You're thinking how majestic nature is, how in tune you are with your body and the terrain and the, oh, boom, now you're on the ground. Your body may be broken, but your ego is shattered. So what do you learn here? Well, I'm embarrassed about how many times personally I've done the ego. And while it's usually because I'm in awe of wherever it is I'm recreating, it still sucks. The learning here is that while we need to enjoy ourselves and appreciate the beautiful places in which we do these things, the world is always there to clap back and keep us humble. And lastly, number 10, the mirage. The mirage is when you take an incredibly horrific fall, but you somehow walk away with zero scratches or marks and it makes no sense. The mirage is the fall that happens the least on this list. Even the best falls usually have some sort of lasting evidence, a bruise, a scratch, a sore muscle or joint. With the mirage, you eat shit just as hard as everything else on this list, only as you dust yourself off, pull yourself out of the pile of powder or swim to retrieve your board, you realize, whoa, I'm okay. Weird. So the learning here is not that divine intervention is real, but that there are unexplainable things in the universe and you should just roll with it. So wrapping all of this up and bringing it full circle, how do we know something from a movie is good advice? Well, they say it twice, of course. I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. Why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. Let's just call this the Shawshank Corollary. So Bruce having the meaning behind falling explained as a child and again as an adult once with a simple fractured arm, and once as a mass vigilante hell-bent on saving his corrupt city from the terrorist organization who trained him and gave him the secrets that helped lead him to becoming Batman and then showed up at his birthday party to kill him and burn down his mansion before unleashing an hallucinogenic gas on Gotham City designed to have everyone tear each other apart, helped him learn the same lesson twice, but under very different circumstances. 
So as you head out the door this week to do all the fun and good scary stuff that we like to do, some of you listening will no doubt experience one of the 10 falls that I described here. Uh, Hopefully not number one. And if you happen to experience something in the 2 through 10 range, just remember the key takeaway from this podcast, which is obviously, you too can be Batman. That's the show for today. Please tell all of your friends about The Rock Fight and head to rockfight.co to subscribe to your newsletter. And while there, sign up your friends. Let them get the newsletter too. We'll be back later this week with more ideas that aim for the head. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out is Roger Lima's co-vocalist, Krista Makes, with the Rock Fight fight song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock fight.